FTX Waterfolo Podcast. Joe Linehan is in San Antonio. I am James Smith in Santa Fe, New Mexico, because it's Thanksgiving week, Joe. How are you? So so when you get up to, to, to Santa Fe? Um, we drove up Saturday. That's a long drive. But yeah, we got up Saturday. And then what we do when we get up here is essentially walk around, hike, take the dogs places and uh, nothing else. That's nice. It, yeah, it's that a dream sounds good. Yeah. Oh, by the way, <clears throat> yeah. By the way, to answer your question, I'm yeah, I'm doing just fine, and we're going down to South Padre Island um, at the end of the week. So. Oh, cool! I didn't know that. We, we've hopefully been that for the last few years. So. Oh, okay, that's a good tradition to have. Yeah. With just you and uh, the wife, or uh, the it's whole family? Fun. It's the wife, um, yeah, my mom and my sister and my sister's kids. Okay, don't give anyone COVID. We won't. We kind of see each other kind of on a weekly basis anyway. Now that I'm in San Antonio, so there you go. Fair enough. Yeah. The the one thing about us traveling, like we're heading up to Colorado tomorrow to go play, stay at the place that we really like, but it's extremely secluded and really basically the three of us has been cooped up in the house since March. In fact, I'm having flashbacks right now because one of our first podcasts after COVID was me sitting at this desk in this room. So we've been breathing on each other for eight months and uh, so far so good. So we'll just do the same thing in a different setting. A very, very beautiful one, by the way. But yeah, that's a that's a whole different subject for another time. Thanksgiving week, actually, and we're going to keep this short today because of the holiday and also because of the amount of stuff to not cover, really, um, is uh, ODP. So um, we traditionally have a clinic or a camp, typically we call them camps, on the Sunday after Thanksgiving. It's been well attended in the past. You know, you you and I have talked about this for years, but people you'll say, well, let's schedule it for that Sunday after Thanksgiving. And you'll get like three, four people. Going, are you sure people are going to actually want to show up? And they always do. And, do you know, you know how many numbers are how many kids are coming this weekend, right? Yeah, we have 120, 120 kids. It's our biggest ever. In fact, you probably saw an email I just sent to coaches, which is I got we got to get some more caps. We don't have enough caps for everybody, so that's good. And most of the time, the people that say that are not from Texas. So is that true? Yeah, I mean, it's just I mean, people here are starving for more water polo, especially uh, what, now. But I mean, in past years, in past years, not necessarily this year. This year is obviously very different. They're they're aching for it. No, but I think still, you know, people want to get together, and this is this is one thing that's that that the ODP has changed over the last few years is. As opposed to, I'll do ODP. That's fine. Ugh, fine. Yeah, and yeah, and now it's to, yeah. This is yeah. This is gonna be fun. I'm gonna get to play with the best kids in the best from around the state. This is people are looking forward to it nowadays. It's yeah, and it, it has finally flipped. You're telling me that for the past five years that I've been the head coach, that kids have been rolling their eyes and huffing and saying, oh, all right. That, no, that, I said that was five years ago. Confidence builder. Huge. I said, that was, I said that was five years ago. So I said, so so you've done a good job over the last five years. <laughs> no, six years because you were head coach before that. So you have to give yourself credit for that, too. So there you go. Yeah. all Everything was put in place for me. It's great. I just uh, I just embellished. I have a little I think it's a little more technological now than it was when you were doing it. And, uh, I'm, you know, pretty proud of all the stuff we've done. We're being modeled, actually, or we are the model for many other programs across the, the, the zones, really, across the country. They've uh, copied our social media and all that kind of stuff. Maybe they'll start podcasts like this. I don't know. And eventually you're going to do some more camps and clinics in in January and February, right? Yeah, we're. I'm being very conservative, but you and everybody else now that they're 
is it's extremely likely there will be one in January. And uh, the only reason I'm not saying is because, uh, you know, these COVID things have made it so that we have to be very cautious about making sure the paperwork is 100% signed and ready to go. And even then, there's no super guarantee. In the past, it was almost word of mouth. You could just have a handshake and say, you know, yep, we're booked, um, we're ready to go. And the contract was not unimportant, but it came in later. But now I, I'm uh, I'm so confident that uh, I'm telling people that you should plan on going, but I can't actually officially say so yet. Does that make sense? I completely understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll bet you do. Um, so, and but, it's good uh, news. Very good. You know, yeah. And, uh, and so I think there'll be more accessibility to camps after this upcoming uh, weekend since it is full. Yeah, it, it is sold out. And uh, aren't you having a parents meeting tomorrow night? I, uh, me? Yeah. Aren't you having it? Okay. <laughs> no, we're using your Zoom account for yeah, my meeting. Your ODP parents uh, meeting. So yes. <laughs> I have a I have a weekly chalk talk with my my kids on uh, the club, and I'm cheap. So I just have the 40 minute thing, and I keep thinking, oh man, I should just use Joe's account and just go all night. But yeah, uh, yes. So tomorrow night, seven o'clock Tuesday. That is Tuesday, seven o'clock. Um, Joe and I will uh, put our ugly mugs up on the screen and we'll talk again about uh, this coming o ODP clinic and then whatever remains of the season. Now, that's a good question. I got to figure out what to say in that regard. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll do that in lieu of what we typically do in person. So usually, you know, in normal circumstances, we're holding the clinic and the parents are up in the stands and we gather together and then we answer a bunch of questions. But uh, this time and just like last time, we'll do it on do it on Zoom. Yeah, and um, what else and do you want to cover? People are, people are probably listening to this after that happened, so mm -hmm. I do believe that we're going to put the recording of that on the second half of this podcast, right? Ooh, that's good radio. Good podcasting is to see you in the future. Yes, you're correct. It will be over by the time that you hear this. That's the, the like I said, we'll keep this short and then we'll just put that out there for those who want to listen to it. That's all. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, gonna be a, a lot of fun. And, and another thing going on this weekend, we have the Texas Development Summit. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> yet, Excuse me, I apologize. And um, that'll be on Saturday morning. That's for coaches and club admins to get together and just talk about a variety of stuff because we never really get an opportunity, right? That's so, true. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> and then we will have Texas Coaches Academy on Saturday afternoon, and that has Spencer Dornan and Ian Davidson and Drew Clute that are going to be given a separate uh, kind of coaching clinics. So oh, it'll cool. all be via Zoom. Um, it's all it's all been kind of kind of emailed out to coaches and such. But uh, if you're interested, just email Joe Linehan at usawaterpolo.org, and I can give you the links. Beautiful. That Spencer Dornan guy. I should probably hire him somehow. Yeah. He's a ODP coach as well. Yep. Good, and good then, coach. And um, then a good thing yeah. is, I, I, I'm, um, I also did finalize the teams for tags already. How about that? Wow. Three did weeks you? in advance. Well, are you surprised? I guess that's the question. No, but um, it is unfortunate that we do have 11, 12, and, or like 11 uh, ninth grade and younger mixed, and mm -hmm. nine seventh grade and younger mixed. I much would have preferred it to be 12 and eight, but it's okay. Yeah. We will make do oh, and make Joe. it work. So. Joe, are you kidding me? You can you could schedule those in your sleep. Okay. Eleven team bracket, nine team bracket together, no problemo. It's gonna be kind of kind of a lot of fun, and I'm I mean just for those that don't know, that's December twelfth and thirteenth, and we were at a max of twenty total teams. So we're not gonna have how a many fifth grade under. We do. Oh, we okay, have there zero. You go. 
We have zero. Okay. We are not gonna have we're gonna have zero fifth grade and younger and zero ninth grade and younger girls. So that's just the way the entries kind of worked. And we have clubs that yeah, yeah, that have entered teams. So it's great. Awesome. And that's more than we had in the spring of twenty nineteen. That is not surprising to me. And like we said last time that you had heard from teams from outside the state saying, can we play? Um, that's how, I don't know, desperate you want to put it. Uh, people are to, are, are to play. I don't know if you want to move on real, like super quickly because um, we, I published a piece today on Total Water Polo uh, about the Salty Splash. Um, the, these last – I've gotten just tons of uh, you know communication about basically how are things going in Texas – and, and I, what I mean is that they're looking, they're searching for ways to justify hosting actual events. So we're 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 being noticed. Like Texas is being noticed, Utah is being noticed, Florida is being noticed. Uh, I learned a little bit more about what was going on in Florida. They they did you know no spectators, they you know one way directions and all that kind of stuff. So um, people are modeling us and also Utah, Florida, and probably Pennsylvania too. So I, I, you can just tell there's going to be this logjam at some point. And I did get a text from last week's podcast. Just to let kind of like people know, there was never a positive test for the people that played at the Texas Challenge Cup. There was never. Oh, there, was yeah. just, there was there was just like 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 an athlete that played their two games on Saturday. They had <clears throat> um, dinner with their their grandparents on Saturday night. They played their game on Sunday. The grandparents then found out that the grandfather was that tested positive. Um, the athlete and the parent found out, and they did not go to their second game on Sunday. And then I believe the grandfather then tested a negative on a follow-up test, and the athlete also tested negative this past week as well. So okay. it's one of those things where there was never a kid that actually had COVID that played. So right, just right. make sure. I don't know if that was if we didn't say that properly, yeah, like uh, last week or not, but I just want to make sure we all understood that because that because yeah. that's a big no-no. So yeah, that would be that would be not good. The, that that that's another situation that's being monitored not only uh, you know across the uh, across the whole country but locally they have there's huge interests in making sure that doesn't happen. So yeah, that's good to clarify that. All right, what else before we get out of here and just go to this meeting? No, there's I mean just. Uh, just want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving and just kind of safe travels. Or if you're just kind of just staying in, enjoy. So, Hey, and uh, good luck with that thing that you and I were talking about earlier today. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not going to say what it is, so don't freak out. But I log on to Facebook for the first time in literally months. I, I mean, I'm giving away too much here, but for Total Water Polo, TX Water Polo, we have Facebook pages. I really, really dislike, that's putting it mildly, Facebook. But I had to go on there to find somebody today, so I was on there, and then I, I saw some news regarding you. So uh, I'm, I am still wishing you good luck, but I won't say what it is. For those that are just wondering, we did, yeah, my wife and I put an offer in a house, and we're just waiting to hear back. So there you go. Yeah, and which is funny because we were having a similar conversation when you were selling your house in North Texas, and uh, and then the debate was whether you were going to find a place to to buy or to to rent, and so you went and found a place to rent, and I, I think uh, Steph found a place that she really likes. So welcome to uh, home ownership. <laughs> um, was it the happy 
wife happy life, right? Yeah, so there you go. I don't, I'm, I'm all over that. I had, I had no say in this house whatsoever. Actually, it's not true. I have veto power. That's what I have. And I have done that, actually. But when I, when I hear my wife say something to the effect – in fact, this is how we moved to Austin. So she's a, she has a business unit in Austin for years. She's work, she works for Apple. And she's so she's been traveling back and forth between Cupertino and uh, Apple for years. And then she comes home one time. She's like, you know, I, I really like Austin a lot. It's really cool. I said, oh, that's great. And then she's like, no, no, I really like Austin. And I went, oh, no, we're moving. And that was true. That's exactly what happened. No, the house that we're looking at is in the is in our preferred neighborhood. It's it's around the corner from her sister. Um, it's kind of you know, close to highways. So I drive a lot. So, um, yeah, we're, we're right now a little bit outside of San Antonio. Um, it would mean a longer kind of commute for her, but she's willing to do it. So we will see if it comes yeah, back. That's great. The key. If it comes back, great. If not, there's gonna be a lot more houses that come on the market this spring. We're not in a rush. Yeah. But she jumped on that one. I mean, there's, so there's something about it that she really liked, which is very cool. Yeah. yeah. All right, Joe. Let's move on. We'll we'll, uh, we'll come back with the meeting that we are going to record tomorrow. But uh, by the time you listen to this, it will have been yesterday. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, so uh, that'll be the ODP. We're calling it uh, – I, I keep having the town hall term. And, oops, I just dropped some town hall in my mind. But it's really a a, a group a parent meeting and a Q&A. I think that's the way that you wanted to put it, right? Correct. Okay. So we'll uh, come back with that in just a second. All of TX Water Polo is brought to you advertising free, and we'd like to keep it that way. So we're asking for your help. Show your support by going to txwaterpolo.com forward slash give so we can keep covering the sport we love in the Lone Star State. Hi, this is Natalie Benson, and you are listening to a podcast about water polo in Texas. Welcome to this evening's Southwest Zone um, Olympic Development Program Parent Meeting and Q&A. Um, yeah, the whole purpose of this is to just answer questions for, for the upcoming session this upcoming Sunday on, on, on November 29th. Um, the panelists today are going to be James Smith, who is the the, um, the, um, like the head coach for the Southwest Zone Olympic Development Program. Uh, 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 we have Chris Cohen, who is again with the Southwest Zone. He's the head coach. Uh, he's the head girls coach. We have we have uh, Trent Calder, who's a national team coach, and Graham Evans, who's a national goalie coach. Um, just for those that are attending session, please feel free to ask questions with the Q and A feature, and I, and I will make sure that questions get answered. Um, this is also being recorded and, and will be posted at txwaterpolo.com afterwards. So now at this time, I'm going to hand it over to James Smith. Ah, there I am. I thought I was muted there for a second. Thank you, Joe. Um, I'm going to just go over what we would do normally what, uh, when we would meet on site for a, a clinic. Um, some of this is going to be repetitive from those things that we did in Round Rock, so, but a lot of them are not. Um, so let me go over these things and then we'll just open it up to questions. I think the key item for this Sunday is that the rules for COVID for Louisville are essentially the same as those for the Texas Challenge Cup. We had to make some modifications because for the, the for that tournament, 
those were games. And so the teams were entering and leaving, and that's just not the, the uh, format that we, ha- that we have. But all of those details have been published on odpswz.wordpress.com. But I, I, I can go over that. So first of all, it's just this, we'll, we'll just go over the details of the agenda. It's a six-hour session. Doors are opening at 845 we're going to check in athletes up in the stands with their coaches at nine. Um, they're going to start their dry land warm-up at uh, nine 15 at nine 30. We'll plan our first water session. Um, so, so everybody, and also everybody needs to be ready to get in the pool when they arrive. There's no locker rooms. Uh, we'll take a break at 1145 for food and drinks and so on. Although um, we are not going to allow doing that so either they go outside or they physically distance up in the stands or whatever um and then 12 30 begins water session two and then we'll end at three o'clock uh that's the we'll, we'll meet we'll meet at the end uh, at the end of the day at three o'clock and then clean up and get out of there so there's a 45 minute break for um for lunch as opposed to in the last year it was 30 minutes so let me quickly punch up the rules for covid okay in fact i'm going to sit there, share this link can i share the link in here joe i don't even know if that works let's see i'll find out there we go okay covid guidelines are um the, the again the key is no spectators no locker rooms and no water fountains um athletes and coaches are entering through the atrium athletes need to show up in their suits Bags are allowed, but they need to be separate, separated. Deck changing, ceiling, no way. No, none of that. This is Texas. <clears throat> um, the athletes, we, I, I think, will escort them up into the stands, into the proper areas. Um, coaches w- will have masks on at all times inside. Athletes will also have masks on anytime they're not in the water. So I can imagine that we are going to encourage them to stay in the water a lot so that uh, – we don't have to continually do masks on, masks off, um, social distancing, exiting the pool through the double doors. Um, and then I don't think we're going to have any referees, but if we do, they follow basically the same rules for the Texas Challenge Cup. Uh, everything, since we will have no spectators, no spectators are allowed at all, we will be streaming everything live via Facebook uh yeah, live streaming via, via Facebook. I sent out a link to the Facebook page. It is done courtesy of um, Lone Star Mavericks, their Facebook page. So look them up, like them, et cetera. And uh, I will also share that link or embed the video onto the website. Um, okay, so uh, any, any questions before I move on? I'm gonna just talk about the remainder of the season. Yeah, there's one question. Um, lunch, the athletes leave or bring lunch for lunchtime. Please explain the lunch. I think you, I think you cut out whenever you mentioned it earlier. Yeah, my connection I don't think is super stable. Um, so uh, we, I don't personally think that 45 minutes is enough time to go out and get it. But if you can do it and get back on time, then so be it. But we, we typically encourage everybody to bring something with them. Or if the parents have it ready, the kids can exit, eat in the car, and then. Come back in afterwards. So. Yep, exactly. Okay. <clears throat> I published a post a few weeks, gosh, how long ago? It was a couple weeks ago about changes that are being proposed for the rest of the season. 
these are unofficial, but it's uh, it seems to me like they're they're fairly strongly leaning in this direction. So I am currently working under the assumption that national championships and regional championships as typically constituted last year in Utah and in California are uh, unsure. And so in, in the, yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but before we get onto the, the, the details of that, can we just do a broad overview of what ODP is in terms, because there's going to be some brand new people that, uh, so it's based on their birth year, you know, just kind of a, what development cadet youth all-star means. And before we get into regionals and all that, just some overviews of what do they mean by, what do you mean by your coach and your team? So just to clarify okay. Sure. So that's not, that's, that's a good, that's a good point. Um, this, so let's start from the beginning. The teams are, or the age groups per gender are divided by year of birth. So this year, the youngest athletes, those who are born between 2007, 2009 are development. Those who were born between 2005 and 2006 are cadets. Those born in 2004 are the youth team. And then those who were born 2002, 2003 are all-stars. For the rest of the season, the all-stars can basically consider themselves, as far as training is concerned, with, with the youth. Um, and th that's something that we still need to work on, uh, the details. But it, it's, I don't think that's going to be the same as it was uh, last year. Um, in the past, the all-star program has been for those older athletes. Yep. And there's, and there's two coaches uh, per age group, per gender. So if so, there'll be a head uh, girls development coach with an assistant and a head cadet boys, you know, for each of the age groups. And so when you know, I think one of the uh, questions in the Q and A was just so they're twelve year old, but that's based on their birth year. Well, so hopefully that answers that question that they uh, they'll come in. Uh, we'll ask them. We'll have a list, and they'll they'll be assigned to a coach, a pair of coaches for that age group. So I hope that helps answer the overall question, sir for any of the brand new uh, people, so. Right, and, and all, all those coaches are listed again on the website under coaches. And so the, if, you're, if you have a, a, a male child who's age 12 and is in going to development, they're either gonna be, um, it's not even so much an assignment to one particular coach until we create teams, but for example, the development team is, is Ahmad Zara and uh, Tom Andrew. So you'll go find those coaches when you arrive. That's, that's exactly right. So, so there's a question in the Q&A. We are new to ODP, so when my 12-year-old checks in, will he be assigned to a team or his team he is currently practicing with? Well, he, he's on a team based on his, on his year of birth. So he's 12 years old. That means he's on the boys' development team. As far as training is concerned, it, there's no selections yet to be made. But that's the point is that you'll come and you'll train with that same group of uh, – that same cohort of athletes who are from the same age groups. So, okay. and just a quick yeah. before we get into the selection process and all that, the, uh, you know, the purpose of the camps and the, or the, excuse me, the clinics, especially this year is to uh, skill development and uh, working with um, the kids. And so they might work on different skills, kind of uh, do some assessments based on their strengths. So some, uh, some testing, um, some interactions with other kids there uh, around the state in their age group. So. That's the primary is to teach and develop, not just for all the age groups across the board. So that's the, right. the goal of all, all of the program. Yeah, the, the, 
explicit intention of the program is to identify athletes that can possibly make it into the USA water polo pipeline. But from our perspective in the Southwest zone, this is essentially a training opportunity, a, a learning opportunity. And that doesn't just apply to athletes. It applies to coaches as well. It's why we, it's one of the reasons we doubled the number of coaches that we had over, uh, from a couple of years ago. The other was of course, that we were traveling to the regional championships where we were fielding two teams. And so we needed two teams per age group per gender. So, but the, overall, the reasons that we have Trent and Graham showing up and that we have all these coaches that are on the deck is, is it is a training exercise. Um, I think that's all I have on the program information. The selection process is uh, up in the air a bit, depending on schedule, but it typically, and Chris can chime in on this as well, but typically what happens is after the final clinic, then coaches convene in order to select teams. I feel highly confident that we will still be choosing per age group, per gender, two competitive teams each. And they could be actually fairly large, but that is something that I feel highly confident that we're going to be doing. What we'll be doing next is still, again, is, uh, is not entirely certain, but we should have more details about that soon. Okay, anything else? Because that is all I have is for my outline. Are there any additional questions from the, like, like the attendees, please use the Q&A feature. Now, James, you mentioned the website, uh, kind of, kind of what is the Southwest Zone Olympic Development Program website and, and social media? I shared um, two links. Well, apparently, did I share one? Anyway, there's a link in the Q&A right now um, that directs you to a specific page on the site, but in general, it is ODPSWZ, ODP Southwest Zone, wordpress.com and it's where we post essentially all the information that you might need and uh, we will constantly use that we will constantly post things to social media and we will also email essentially everybody who's involved as well okay. there is a question in the Q&A so what is the next if my child makes a team yeah, that's the, that's the part that's up in the air. But I'm, again, working under the assumption that we will have a sort of regional championship. I think it's probably going to be in Texas. I have no – that is not written in stone in any way. Um, but I think there will be a regional championship that will be hosted somewhere fairly nearby and which will include teams from not just the Southwest Zone but elsewhere. Again, assumption – but again, all of this is, is not, none of this is solid. One of the questions in the Q&A is when do we have any idea of the timing of the Houston area clinic? So we're finalizing details of that. And so hopefully it'll be sometime in January. So uh, when, when we get the facilities to agree to, I mean, we communicate with the insurance and the, all the different um, hoops to jump through. We will post that and, you know, all the platforms and give everybody that opportunity to sign up for those camps. So I feel good about saying that I posted on the calendar, a proposed camp clinic in Houston on January 10. So it is proposed, but it is not written in stone. Once again, the, the COVID has made everything this year far less stable than it has in the past. So we just simply don't know for sure, but that's the, uh, that's the idea. 
January 10. Uh, one of the questions is a, a, a waiver, but I believe that was from other sites. So this site does not require a waiver. So that should be, uh, so there, there do, no one will have to bring a, a, a paper waiver, online waiver, as long as they're current USA Water Polo members. Uh, and I guess the question, question about, was, uh, yeah, go ahead, Joe. Another question was, uh, when do you expect to have more information on plans and dates? I assume they mean for like the next stuff. Any, any day. Um, well, so to, to be a little less cryptic, um, I should have information more about the remainder of the nat the ODP season as, as far as nat the, the national program is concerned within a couple of days. I'm again hoping, and well, the same period of time, I'm hoping to have more information on the next possible clinic in Houston. And then if we, if, and when we add any additional clinics, which we are being encouraged to do by the national office, I'll share that information as soon as I possibly can. We just need to find locations and places that we can, that could host us um, and dates that will work on the calendar. Hopefully that answers the question. There's a question about uh, do the teams thus practice with their teams before the maybe regional championship or is that TBA? So if the, once the teams get selected, uh, once we get that process, you know, well, you know, if there's, we would have at least one training session, possibly two, and uh, that will be included in their, you know, their fee for making the regional championship would be include uh, one or two training sessions to cover the costs of the facilities. Okay. There, there are no more questions in, in the Q&A. I just have a couple of questions. Can coaches attend the session on Sunday or the future camps or camp slash clinics? Yes. If there's any coaches, we would just need to be send an email to James or I. And so we can be expecting you. And so we kind of go over the protocol of masks and uh, so that they, you just don't, the, the door, the facility will not just let people wander in. And so if we know we can kind of give you the, uh, protocol for the facility and then you can spend the day with i mean you can leave whenever you're done when you would like to but you're we just need to know if you're coming and to ex what to expect who to expect excuse me i had a coach contact me who was very kindly offering to help and so just to be clear for those coaches who do show up like we're absolutely delighted to have you you should come so that you can watch uh, what's going on but uh is, is so in order to keep the kids um, as as unconfused as possible, then we'd ask you just to sort of step back and not actually participate in coaching, but just ask questions. Um, and, and that's the way that you can basically attend. Okay. Now, what type of experience kind of should an athlete have before they attend a camp? Uh, it's open to all levels. They can either have done, there'll be people who have done ODP for four or five, six years. And there'll be some people that just started playing in August. So we're, we're going to work with the athletes, whatever skills. We hope that everybody comes out away with uh, some new skills or that's something they've worked on. Maybe they, it's not new, but maybe they've improved upon it. So that's, it's open to all levels. Okay, thanks. Graham, Graham are you looking forward to coming to Texas? He looks frozen. So, well, so that just so to point out that there is a goalie specific coach for run, you know to run all the goalie 
uh, activities throughout the throughout the clinic. So uh, goalies are not going to just be they'll have somebody with them the entire time just focused on goalie skills. So last I checked, we had 11 goalies also. And and for those who are unfamiliar the program uh, at least since I started, which is in 2014, this is the largest crowd we've ever had, 120 athletes. And that's great. And welcome, welcome, Trent Calder. Do you have anything for this upcoming Sunday? Our, our national coaches are a little, I think there's some connection issues. So James, Chris, is there anything else? I have nothing else, but I'm happy to answer questions if anybody has any. We're just looking forward to seeing all the athletes for, you know, I know some areas don't get to scrimmage or uh, contact as much as others. So we're, uh, we're happy that we'll, we'll be, that will is allowed at our facility. And so the, you know, we're excited to see the kids and get to work with them doing, you know, the individual skills as well as uh, some, controlled scrimmaging to see, you know, let them work on different things. James. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, it's, um, it is so evident from what's going on around the entire country that we are extraordinarily fortunate where we're able to conduct these clinics and, uh, and the demand has, has uh, demonstrated just how much people are interested in doing so. So, we're really pleased about how about how many people have been have become interested in the program. So we have a comment in, in the Q and A. Uh, thank you so much for making this happen. So I appreciate all the work and good luck this weekend. Um, we, have, we have another question. If there's nothing else, that that is going to be it. But if you have some questions, please please fill out the Q and A. I'm sure the coaches will be happy to stick around for a second or two. But um, I do appreciate all the parents coming and good luck to all the athletes and everybody have a good Thanksgiving. If anybody thinks of a question, feel free to email ccollin at usawaterpolo.org or jsmith at usawaterpolo.org. We'll be happy to answer any questions. Yep. All right, well, is there anything else? If not, I'll just go ahead and end the meeting. Well, thank you so much. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening to our abbreviated holiday show this week, and happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Until next week, so long from Dolores, Colorado.
has been a production of TWP Sports, LLC.